folks, obviously we're still in the midst of the uh, first season under Rick Bonus, and things have gone pretty well, right? The Jets are in second place in the Central, and barring a, a few minor setbacks, the Jets have generally cruised to a strong record. But I want to think about the future, right? Should Rick Bonus be Winnipeg's head coach next season? We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Jets fans, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with visit by, by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, like I said, uh, obviously tonight's topic is going to be um, not exactly like a crazy one, but I, I think one that a lot of people haven't really given much consideration to. My question is, should Rick Bonus be the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets next season? And I think it's not actually a particularly easy question because uh, while the results and, you know, a lot of the processes that Bonus has employed are, are generally pretty good, right? Well, you know, he's only signed for one year. Bonus kind of flirted with retirement previously, and honestly, he might just not really be into it, right? So, it's a two-way street. The Jets might not want to go beyond a year with him, and he might not want to go you know, beyond a year in coaching. So let's take a look at what has improved under bonus. I think the first thing that is most obvious with this team is that, in general, I think the 5v5 play has gotten better. It's not perfect, right? The Jets at times kind of flirt with games where, you know, we see some, some of the old Paul Maurice performances and it's not entirely on the coaching staff. I think at times Winnipeg is just a little mediocre in terms of roster composition. It's why I've really been pushing the whole Timo Meyer thing for a while. Uh, you know, Manta to a lesser extent, sometimes Bester, depending on how my mood is. But, you know, the main thing is the Jets offense and roster definitely needs some help. So that's playing partly into it. But, you know, looking at how this team has been right, I, I think even with all of the flaws, Winnipeg at 5v5 has been more aggressive, faster. I, I like some of the passing decisions a little bit better. Um, there's more high danger chance creation down low in the slot. I think even if Winnipeg may not have a high volume of shots, the ones that they are taking are very dangerous uh, and, and you know surprisingly selective for this team. So I think that there's a lot to like there. And you know, Bonus has seemingly had the guys really playing to get early leads. Now, Maybe not the best strategy, depending on how you view it, but I think given what this roster is right now, and certainly the injuries the team has had, I don't know that we've really had much of a choice, and I think Bonus has been good about recognizing that, right? 
I'd say the other thing that I really like is the activation of the blue line. You know, the Jets defense, let's be honest, doesn't really defend. I think DeMello and Sandberg have been pretty good defensively. Dylan can be if you give him the right partner, a.k.a. not Neil Pionk. Um, Heinela has had some okay performances defensively. Schmidt has been decent here and there. Overall, right, you, you get the sense that there's maybe two or three players that can handle the defensive details. Everyone else just kind of does something out there, right? And we we know that that's something with Morrissey has been becoming an, like, a, like a Norris caliber offensive attacker. Uh, Josh this year has been a godsend for this team. And really for his career and for, you know, the personal stories and, 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 and the trials and tribulations that he and his family have endured, could you possibly be any happier for a guy this you know that's really deserved it? At this point, you know he just seems like he's in his, in his element. Uh, I, I see a lot of fans saying he should be the next captain. I'd agree with that. He's been a monster. I think he's at times put this team on his back, not necessarily to the, to the degree that Hellebuck has, because Hellebuck is constantly just doing stuff that I don't think anyone on this team is really capable of fully appreciating to the max. Um, but you know, even as fans, it's hard to sometimes fully grasp just how amazing Hellebuck is. But all that said, you know, the D have been a lot more aggressive. I think that offensively they're contributing in other ways that I didn't entirely expect. It's great to see. I mean, even DeMello has been getting in on a little bit, a little bit of the action, uh, recording a few points here and there. So I think that those are real positives. Uh, the penalty kill has also improved. Uh, you know, I think versus the past, well, actually, basically since the start of the franchise, uh, Garrett Hole has actually been doing some tracking historically and more recently. He's a great follow and he's found that, you know, this year's penalty kill has probably been the best the Jets have ever had uh, since the relocation, which, I mean, if you just watch how this PK is, it's more aggressive. It closes off space a little bit more effectively. Hellebuck seems like he has slightly less work to do compared to, you know, previous years where it was a welcome mat in front of him. And so I think we like to see that, you know, the special teams uh, on that side of things has been good power play. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, in terms of like the penalty kill, it's, it's, I guess the best, best the jets have ever seen, even if it might only be more average, it's still a huge jump from where the jets were, which was basically last of the pack. So, you know, I, I think there are a lot of positives here, especially on the coaching side. Maybe the biggest thing in in favor of Bonus is that he seemingly has a good behavior pattern with the players. It seems like they really respect him. It seems like they really listen to him. And he's gotten this room to go from a really dysfunctional group that basically wanted to kill each other to guys who look like they're having fun and enjoying the game again. Uh, it's hard to overstate how important the attitude and morality shift or mor morale shift has been. This team looks like an NHL squad. It plays at times at levels we haven't seen since 2017, 2018. So, you know, the, I know that we said that Bones was kind of a vibes higher, but I think he's been channeling that into so much more that, you know, Jets fans can really be happy with. Now, I did say that there are some complicated questions as to whether or not Bones should really come back. And we'll talk about some of those questions and, and some of the downsides that I've seen with his tenure so far in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and maybe even how many, right? If you are a betting fan and you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles as your Super Bowl favorite, you can bet on the team. You can bet maybe on something like interceptions, how many touchdowns Jalen Hurts is going to throw. I've got at least three to four that I think he's probably going to log. But no matter what you want to drop a, a, a bit, of, bit of cash on, FanDuel makes it super easy and it is always very safe and secure. So, you know, you get your winnings instantly if you uh, if you pull off a great, great bet. If you use a, use all those resources and, resources and prediction tools very carefully, FanDuel will want to re- reward you immediately as well. It's awesome. It's convenient, super safe to use. And again, you know, today is a great day to join FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash locked on and you'll claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are just tackling a question of whether or not Rick Bonus should be the head coach after this season. I know it's kind of in the future. It's not really something that I think a lot of people have given a ton of consideration to, but I think that it's a more nuanced question than just immediately a yes, right? We talked about the the positives. You know, the 5v5 play has improved. The PK has improved. The attitude and mood of the team has improved, but not everything has been, you know, outstanding, right? There are some things that Bones does or maybe hasn't been able to fix that I have some questions about. I think the first one that I'm not entirely in love with uh, is sometimes like the line combinations I look at and I sort of wonder if, you know, the elevation of middle six or bottom six players, you know, to try and balance things out. I don't know if I always think that's the best option. It's not you know, something that I think Bones entirely has as much control over because the Jets have gone through a lot of injuries, uh, especially to the wings. And so, you know, by default, we've had to move guys up a lot higher than we're used to. But now that the team is healthier, we're still seeing some of the same repeat guys coming back in. Carson Kuhlman, uh, you know, sometimes Janssen Fialbi, Saku Manalainen, and a lot of them have been getting more minutes than I, I thought they would, you know. So whether I think that's the best use of their uh, services and stuff, it's debatable. Now, I guess the other flip side is, you know, who else are you realistically going to be playing? And I don't know yet. Uh, that That's kind of a question that I think would only be answered through trade. But as it is right now, you know, Bones has a limited roster of options. Waivers are always a concern. And, you know, the Jets are trying to accru- accrue cap space. So guys got to play somehow, right? That's just the, the bottom line. But With the whole getting healthier thing, one shift that I haven't really loved and that I think is a big point of concern is that the team is turtling more. Uh, This was the thing that Bones did tend to do with the Dallas Stars. I I understand that you want to be a little more conservative if you've got a a stronger lineup. You think you don't have to take as many chances. You're not as worried uh, about, you know, getting into end-to-end rushes. You You don't want, like, shootout kind of style games. You want stuff that you feel you can control 
that you can lock down and that you can kind of suffocate your opponent. But I think with how the Jets are built, it doesn't really matter. You can't bunker with this team. We saw against the Sabres how that really went, and uh, things did not go according to plan. The Jets got ripped apart, and as soon as the Sabres pressed, Winnipeg just kind of fell to pieces, and I think that's going to be a recurring theme if the Jets continue to try and be more conservative rather than pushing the pace and being the aggressors. It's not like it's the end of the world if the Jets occasionally sit back and sit deeper a little bit, but I do think, you know, longer term, you don't want to see this becoming uh, a routine trend. When the Jets were aggressive, they dictated, uh, you know, the scoring chance creation and the share of it a lot more. So don't sit back. Don't have your players playing scared. Allow them to do the, you know, the, the stuff that they do best. And you're, you're going to concede. You're going to give up some opportunities but the Jets are good enough to try and still outscore some of their their deficiencies. Now, I guess the biggest thing uh, that might be a, a mark against bonus is that he might just not want to coach. I mentioned it at the start of the episode, but Bones, you know, has been around the league for a long time. He has honestly come out of retirement to even join the join the Jets. I mean, I thought after the Stars job, he might just be done with coaching. It seems like he was never really feeling like this was going to be a super long-term thing anyways. He signed a one-year deal. He basically agreed to come in and fix uh, a lot of the core issues with the locker room, with the, the the structure of the team. And I think he's accomplished a lot of that so far. Not everything, but a lot of it. And so, you know, would he really want to come back for another year? I think in my mind, he might give it one more shot, like one more season, one more shot. If the Jets win the cup this year, I think he would step away. I think that would kind of be like the pinnacle of what he can accomplish, right? Or even if they make the Stanley Cup final, I don't know if he would come back. Uh, But if the Jets continue to have issues and still look like they need, you know, that old school bones discipline, he might stick stick around for one more season. I think he likes Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg really likes him. And, um, you know, should Jets fans really want that? I think compared to a lot of the alternatives, yes. Uh, remember, Scott Arneal was one of the head coaching candidates. I don't know that I really love that option as much. Um, Mark Morrison, for me, is still one of the more interesting candidates if they ever do like an internal promotion. But for the time being, I think Bones has a good handle on the team. He hasn't done enough to where I'm like, I, I can't watch this team anymore. I think the players like him, the fan base likes him, the organization likes him. And so for now, I I think it would be better if he commits for at least one more year. But if he wants to step away, he's totally earned it. He's had a wonderful career. I can totally understand him wanting to step back, spend more time with his family, enjoy retirement, and kind of call it quits. But if he wants to give it one more go, more power to him. I would be excited about that. And you probably should be too. Now, in just a little bit, I did kind of want to talk about the future and why I think this time right now is probably one of the most important in Winnipeg's history and why the Jets really have to go for broke this season and potentially next if they want to truly see a cup in this course lifetime. We'll dive into that in just a little bit, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out one of our other fantastic partners at Built. If you are a long-time listener, you know that I've talked about Built and Built Bars before. If you've never heard that before, you are about to uh, embark on a journey that is delicious and sweet, and best of all, really healthy. 
Built Bars are the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar. They're coated in 100% real chocolate, and they come uh, filled with delicious flavors, soft, chewy, and tasty, which is like the perfect combo. Like I said, it's more like a candy bar, so if you are wondering what sorts of great flavors they've got, they've got churro, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, one of my personal favorites is dark chocolate uh, raspberry. I think very classic, very simple, but really tasty. And best of all, you can enjoy them guilt-free. They clock in at around 130 to 150 calories, um, you know, four to five grams of net carbs, and between 15 to 17 grams of protein. So it's fantastic for, you know, just about every lifestyle. It's great for a snack, maybe a meal replacement, or uh, something for your pre-workout. And you can find Built Bars at Built.com, or you can build your own custom variety boxes. Or if you go to Walmart or Costco, they have four bar and 13 bar preset boxes for you to choose from with some of their most popular flavors. I promise you, if you give them a shot, you will not be disappointed. So be sure to go out to Sam's or Costco, uh, uh, Sam's Club or Walmart or order from Built.com today. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some final thoughts on tonight's show. Uh, I wanted to emphasize why, you know, I think the Jets really have to go for it all this year and next. Winnipeg is essentially counting down the clock on this core. We have seen many years of Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, uh, and most importantly, Connor Hellebuck. Josh Morrissey as well, and this year... Uh, really blowing blowing my expectations and just about everyone's expectations away. But at the end of it, at the core of all of it, has been Helly. And i got to be honest, I don't know if he's coming back after his contract ends. My gut feeling is yes, uh, and if I'm the Jets, I'm basically giving him a blank check. I, I wouldn't say you want to give him McDavid money, but, you know, nine, ten million, yeah. You know what? The dude's earned it. This team really cannot live without him. And he's going to be elite for many, many years to come. So I feel like for as long as the Jets are unsure about their future and unsure about whether Helly's coming back, you got to go for broke, especially because a lot of the other players are also expiring. Shifley's up, uh, Wheeler's up, a lot of these guys. You know, this is the last kind of hurrah for this team as it is right now. I do expect some of them will be back, but, uh, you know, it's hard to say for sure. But overall, really happy with this team. And uh, I, I think that the Jets are real close to being something special. They just need to make a couple of additions. And I think Winnipeg will be very much going for broke. I think Timo Meyer is the, the clear number one to go for here. I think he's got all of the traits and skills for the Jets to really make a push. And, you know, Winnipeg from here on out, they have to go for it this year and next. These are the last two seasons with this core. Otherwise, I think the Jets will be in a spot of trouble. But we'll talk about this more as we approach the offseason and for the uh, next season. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I wanted to thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. As always, we will be back tomorrow with more fresh content. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, and have a great night. Go Jets, go, and see you tomorrow.